Football podcast. I am one of the dynamic duo of hosts, Dustin Lunt. And I have that other half, Jacob Trowbridge. Would you say you're the Robin to my Batman? No, I would never say that. How insulting. If anything, I'm your Alfred. I will take it. All right, perfect. <laughs> so uh, we're back with a, a new episode today. We are just doing a somewhat quick recap of the uh, 2018 season, kind of going through position by position. Um, throwing out some thoughts of uh, what we thought, have a little discussion on different players, positions, etc. That's right. Before we can fully sink ourselves into looking forward into the 2019 season, it's helpful sometimes to take a look back, stroll down memory lane a little bit. Absolutely. So um, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of our episode, uh, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Yeah, let's get into the beverages. So we are drinking a Good City Brewing out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Land of, I don't know, probably oh. a lot of things. No, it's Milwaukee, which is a Gopwin <laughs> for the good land. <laughs> Solid Wayne's World Pole. Yes, yeah, so this is the varietal number 10 Azeka Pale Ale coming in at 5.4%. Nice. And just a little uh, heads up, if you didn't catch our introductory episode, what we like to do is, oh, we're going to talk about the beer. We're going to talk about all the beer, all the craft beer, hopefully the local craft beer. Yes. I'd say this qualifies. So, and if you haven't listened to that introductory episode, when you're done with this episode, go back and listen to that one. That's right. Don't stop now. You're too far in. We don't want you to stop no. this one. But we do want you to listen to that one. Yes. So check it, check that out if you haven't already. All right. So, so thoughts on this beer, Jake? You know, it's a pale ale, and so that's two things I look for. It's got to be drinkable, mm-hmm. crushable, as you might say, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to uh, get me in the back of the tongue. You know, I don't want that hoppiness, and this meets both of those requirements, those modest requirements, but it's pretty tasty. Yeah, I feel like it's a fairly balanced beer. Um, there's a little bit of the bitterness that you get from, like, an IPA, you know, the West Coast style. You get that bitterness. It's not very pronounced, but a little bit. See, uh, I don't taste that. Flavor. You know, I don't taste the bitterness, and I think it's because I'm slowly getting into IPAs. Where and so I my am, taste buds have just know, been you know, sanded I, I off. I tend to shy away from IPAs That's right? because um, I do like to actually taste my beer um, instead of just have my tongue burn off. So, hey, that's a taste. Burning is a taste. It is. Not a good one, but it is. <laughs> Maybe it's not for you. But no, this is pretty, uh, pretty delightful. Way to go, good city. Yes. Good on you. Yes, so... Uh, so that's what we're going to be crushing during today's uh, podcast episode. Feel free. I don't know that Good City bottles this, but if they do, please check them out. Yes, yes, they do very many uh, good beers. This isn't the first one I've had by them. Uh, yeah, they're, they're quality breweries, so check them out if you haven't. Fantastic. All right, so we have the beverage situation handled. We do. Let's get into the second half of this name. Let's talk yes. some fancy football. Absolutely. So let's start off with the uh, QBs. Jake, why don't you uh, start us off here? Oh, I'll start you off. I'll start you off real good. So the leaders of the team and probably of your fantasy football team, quarterbacks for last year were not going to get another word out without talking about Patrick Mahomes because wowzers, 
This dude's legit. He is, um, and had an you know otherworldly type season, especially for someone so young as him. You know, first year as a starter, second year in the league. You know, I think we all expected him to be well or do well, I should say. But no, um, we didn't want him to be sick or ailing either. No, so or I think that either, fits. So yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think anyone expected that level of uh, performance, though, for the year. I mean, that, that level was, of va va boom. Yes, that was. Uh, he did some amazing things with a no look pass, and you know, just. That's right. He wow. did some things that you can't even pay for in Thailand. It was incredible, honestly. Yes. Um, I I know. I think going into last year, um, you know, when we were on the board to draft a quarterback, I wasn't looking at him beyond the top. 15 probably oh absolutely not you know. he was going to be like a, a backup you know quarterback in that situation yep. draft him you know in the last couple rounds of the draft like i never expected him to uh to do that so so shame on us yes. is what we're saying shame on us so what do you think for this upcoming season though upcoming season there are a couple of names that i'm very excited about and they're not very sexy i'm just going to put that out here they are not uh right said fred they're not too sexy for their jerseys, but they are some dudes that I think could possibly win some leagues. Um, first guy I want to talk about, Mr. Dak-tastic, Dak Prescott. Yeah, not a bad choice. I think it's a great choice. So last year he finished, which I don't know if many people really realize where he finished last year. He was a top 10 quarterback. It probably did not feel that way. Probably felt a little icky, mm-hmm. a little sticky. Um but he has actually finished as a top 10 quarterback since he came into the league. He Fun has. fact. It is. It's been a wild ride, though. You know, it's been up and down. Great weeks. Then he has the weeks where he disappears. You know, so. He's not the model of consistency. I will definitely agree with that. However, when you're looking at the end of the year stats, his name is always up near the top. Now, I think he has one dude to thank for that this previous year. And that is Amari, Mr. Cooper. Um, prior to Amari showing up, it was a little dicey. He still was fine. He was fine. But once Amari showed up, um, his numbers increased wildly. He is now getting uh, Jason Witten back. Thank God. Um, simply, does, does that really matter? Uh, it matters. Make a difference? It matters for my ear holes on Sundays because now I don't have to listen to Jason Witten. That is fair, but... We're talking fantasy football. But in terms of fantasy football, I mean, is he going to make an impact? Look, it's probably a good, like, real life football move, but for fantasy purposes, honestly, yes. I still believe that in fantasy, he will be uh, not not an impact for the tight end position. You're not going to draft Jason Witten. I'm not going to draft Jason Witten, certainly. But it does help Dak Prescott significantly. You just have to look to his numbers when he was throwing into the middle of the field. He didn't have his dump-off man. Yeah, Zeke was there, and that was great. But he didn't have that guy. And shut up, Cole Beasley, truthers. I don't want to hear about Cole Beasley. He needed that extra tall man in the middle of the field. um, And he looked uncomfortable without him. So, look, I don't think that makes him a top-five quarterback just because Jason Witten came around again. But I think it does help his stock just a little bit. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Who's one, of your, who's one of your dudes that you're looking forward to this year? Um, someone I'm looking forward to that I will think um, kind of a quote-unquote, you know, uh, a, a breakout-type season. Um, yeah, I hate to say it. I think Josh Allen's going to have a, a really good season. Gross. 
<laughs> as it stands right now, my very early projections. Yeah. I have him as my number seven overall quarterback on the season. Oh my goodness. It it just it makes me a little queasy to think about it. It does, but he's very Cam Newton esque. Where you mean like early career Cam Newton esque, yes. not like last year Cam Newton esque. No, no, not okay. not dead shoulder Cam. <laughs> um, you know he can throw the ball over the mountains. We know this. Oh sure. Um, the Bills picked up some burners in the off season to stretch the field. He will make plays with his legs. Now, I don't expect what he was doing towards the end of the season where he was getting 100 yards rushing every game and, you know, winning games, not winning games, but, you know, winning fantasy weeks on his legs. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not expecting that every week, but like I said, more of like an early Cam Newton, um, you know, he'll be inconsistent uh, as far as like his passing, but um, there'll be a good base with his um, good floor with, uh, with his, his feces. And uh, yeah, you know, we got... Um, you know, they picked up their tight end, Tyler Croft. Yeah. You know, which stays healthy. He's not a, a bad tight option. end. Well, tight end's a dumpster fire, so it's not necessarily a bad pick. I'm not saying he's going to be a top five tight end. Now, wait a minute. Are you talking bad about Charles Clay? Because he's not Charles Clay was there last year. He was. He's awful. No, I'm, I'm razzing. He was terrible. So, really, I agree. I'm sure anything is an upgrade over Charles Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, they did pick up John Brown, so that's cool. But that's interesting. I'll be very interested. I'm going to reserve judgment on that until you know we see a few games to see if that yeah. rushing floor is real or if defenses can now plan for it a little bit more Fair than enough. they did last year. Fair enough. That's always the tricky part. It's not to say he can't. Mm-hmm. I certainly think he could, but it's a little bit risky. So what do you think about Matt Ryan? I think a lot of things about Matt Ryan. He was number two overall last year. I know. And isn't it Nobody was talking about it. Well, I know, obviously, like, as we said, Mahomes had, like, the otherworldly type season. Sure. But, like, nobody was talking about him. Seriously, I don't know that anybody's ever done that and been so neglected by just the fantasy football community immediately afterwards. Because you remember a couple years ago when he was the MVP of the league, of the National Football mm-hmm. League, his numbers looked almost identical. Exactly. It's wild. I don't know what to do. So how do you think he's going to do this next year? Oh, he'll be great. Do you- I don't know that he's going to be the number two. Like, But I see easily he could be top five. I think he'll be top five easy. Yeah. I do. You're going to have Calvin Ridley coming along with... Uh, you know, second year, you know, mm-hmm. more growth, better chemistry. You know, Julio is Julio. Austin Hooper quietly had a good season last year. Again, yeah. not not one of the top three, but he was top ten, I believe. So, you know, quietly had a, a good season. Uh, you know, Freeman should be back, which I'm expecting him to rebound this season. Yes. Um, you know, so I, I'm thinking uh, good things here. I'm thinking very good things, and I think one of the more important things is that Steve Sarkeesian is gone. Yes, absolutely. So if, if Matt Ryan was able to do those things with Steve Sarkeesian in there, I think once Dirk Cutter gets back into the flow with them, exactly, I could see it just going right as rain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got no issues with that at all, really. Um, you know, another guy that's weirdly underrated, and I don't know how, I don't know why, is Drew Brees. 
why is Drew Brees just like the guy? People almost begrudgingly take him now as their quarterback. I think it's because he's old. Everybody wants the new young sexy thing new hotness yes and he's the old curmudgeon he's the old warmth you know he's like a warm blanket but a warm blanket that consistently puts up fantasy football points oh absolutely he hasn't finished outside the top 10 since he became the starter for the saints i mean what more does a guy have to do just draft him while i agree with you that's, that's where you should start. That's I where you should stop. I agree with you to a point. Um, you know what, though? We've got all the young guns coming into the league. You know, uh, you got, you know, as I said, Josh Allen, I'm projecting, obviously. You know, I said number seven. Wait, you know, hold on. Really, really answer me this. Riddle me this. Tell me you're not putting Josh Allen ahead of Drew Brees, though. Oh, absolutely. What? So far. At my early, my early you, projection model. Where do you have Drew Brees finishing? Number 13. Why? What? I just said. What did I just say, Dustin? I just said he but, hasn't but finished But eventually the, the decline 10. is going to come. Yeah, Look at Brady. First time not a number one quarterback in how many years? First of all, I don't want to look at Brady. He has a smug face. That is besides the point. <laughs> it is the point for me. But he hasn't. Drew Brees is what, 39? Yes. Right? He's not 40 yet. But even as sort of a game manager kind of deal which is kind of the argument that was made for him last year, I think, he did pretty significantly well. He did. And, you know, as my as my projections that I have so far, between my number nine and number 13 where Breeze is, yeah. there's only five points difference. Hmm. So, I mean, th- th- there's a group of them that are very close together. So, We're nitpicking. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so he could easily jump up into the top ten, you know, a couple things break his way. Or vice versa, somebody else has a little bit worse season than I'm expecting. So, okay. Okay. Uh, so it's not like he's out of the top 12 by a wide margin by any stretch of the imagination. So You're not saying you hate him. You're just no. saying that you like some other guys. Exactly. I'm really thinking these right. young quarterbacks are going to take the next step. Uh, and, and we're going to see just, you know, it's a, it's a young man's league. I think, you know, you got Mahomes, mm-hmm. who arguably is the number one quarterback. Yeah, I think you have to say You know, that. you got Watson, Mayfield. I think everybody's expecting to take a step this season with the additions to their team in the offseason. Yep. You know, Josh Allen, Winston, Goff, Wentz, Lamar Jackson. I mean, you got so many young guys with so much upside right now that um, it's just it's hard to project how it's going to go. That's so. true. Mayfield has upside coming out of his face. Well, he does. It's just oozing from him. Like, it's oozing so much, I think he could use some penicillin. I'm just, <laughs> honestly, it's, and it, with the weapons, well, I mean, we'll see. People overreact all the time. And I don't want to be one of those people, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard not to. It's Odell. Uh, anybody else that you want to talk about here quick? Um, just one more, because I'm really torn oh, on this player, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what to, what to think. I'll tell you what to think. Marcus Mariota. Uh, okay, I can't tell you what to think. I don't know. <laughs> It's it's a weird. I know I, I recognize he was injured all last season, basically the entire year. Uh-huh. Couldn't feel his arm, you know, couldn't grip a ball. Like I get it, but even prior to that, like he just he hasn't once. I don't think he's had one healthy season. He's always been dinged up or had something. Yeah, I don't know that he's played all sixteen. You know, he had like the MCL the year before, and it's just you know, it always seems to be something for one, and two. He, when he has been playing, he hasn't shown the. 
you know, he hasn't reached the expectations that I think a lot of people expected him to have being a top two pick in the league. Is that him or is that just because the offense doesn't want him to throw the ball? Or maybe they're tailoring the offense because they know he can't really throw the ball. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Here's, here's what I do think about Mariota is that he's basically free. Yes. At, at, at any point, whether it's redraft, dynasty, whatever, Correct. even super flex leagues, there's almost nothing that you can't pay for him to get him. So as a guy who, you know, could be fine, mm-hmm. serviceable, like an Andy Dalton kind of guy where it's yeah. like, yeah, he's not going to win your... He's a streamer. He ain't going to win your league for you, but you can have him for nothing and just see. Just he, see. He's a semi-reliable backup on your on your squad, you're right. saying? Yes, exactly. Someone you, you don't want to trust, but games. someone that you can trust if yeah, you have to. Yeah, if you're in a tough position, yeah. if you're caught between a rock and a hard place... There's Mariota. All right. Anything else on the quarterbacks? Uh, the only thing I want to talk about is his um, draft rival, Jameis Winston. Got a new coach. Mm-hmm. Got a fancy new set of weapons. Not really. I mean, they're the same old weapons, but he gets like free reign on them now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, it would not surprise me if Jameis Winston is a top 10 quarterback. I'm not I, projecting I, it. I've got him in my top 10. Yeah. I, I think it's very reasonable. You know. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to have a, a good year. You know, when you look at the combined stats of Fitzmagic and Winston from last year, I mean, they were lights out. So, uh, not saying that he's going to reach that level on his own, but I it's think possible. That, you know, the, there is upside there. Uh, They've got nobody to bench him for now. That's the, the brilliant part. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I have very high expectations for him. I think he's going to have a rebound and have a good season. And he's essentially in a contract year as well. So, He's got to uh, got play show well up. if he wants a big contract, you know, moving forward. So there's right. that added incentive. He's got to eat some more W's this year yeah, if he wants right. to stay on the team. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, boy. All right, yeah, let's move on to running backs. Here. All right. This is a little sexier. I feel like we should have some smooth jazz playing in the background for this because there are some names here. Oh, there are some names. And not the train that's in the background right now? Yeah. In, ca- in case you're wondering, uh, dear listeners, we are currently recording this podcast on our beautiful open-air patio. Um, that just means we get all the sights, sounds, and smells of the neighborhood. Yes. Won't always be like this, but today it is. I think we should put a train noise in the background of every episode at a random point in time. And or, then if a listener can identify it at the exact moment, they get a, I don't know, a train. Or this. We could just, whenever we hear the train, uh-huh. we, it could just be our hype train. And we could just start talking about hype players. And then we drink? Yes. Okay. All right, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. I want some more of this mm, Azaka. All right. So I'll start us off this time since mm. you started with the quarterbacks. Please um, First thing I'd like to talk about. 49ers backfield. <laughs> Why do you think you of that sh- there? What do you think of that shit show? <laughs> it's so disgusting. Who do you think will end up being the lead back? Uh, honestly, I, I I could see a case for each one of them, which is the lame man's answer. So that I, is. I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna Plant stop your flag in the sand. I'm gonna stop putting on. my toes in every one of their pools. I'm gonna say that honestly, I still think it's Jarek McKinnon. He still has the most chance for me. I've heard various rumors and reports that. They could trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, they could trade uh, Matt Breida, which wouldn't make sense because they just paid him. I, I've I've thought about it a million different ways because I had Matt Breida on one of my dynasty teams. Mm-hmm. Sold him because I, I don't think it's him. There's no draft capital behind him. They're not paying him that much. I know that he did good things last mm-hmm. year. Um, 
But everybody in that offense does good things. I don't think you can point to that guy, and I don't think the coaching staff will say, Brita, you're so much better than these other guys. Well, and I think that's the problem, is that every back that they put in last year had success. So I think that's where it's just really muddy in the waters. Uh, I agree with you. I think McKinnon will be the de facto, you know, 1A with Coleman as the 1B. I like that Shanahan brought in Tevin Coleman as the Tevin Coleman type back. <laughs> um, I think Burita, I think there there's a fair chance that he will get traded, probably like during the preseason or something. You think Burita will get traded? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Interesting. You know, I just, I just. How don't many think, of these have you had, sir? I just, just, just this one <laughs> of this beer. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, there's not room for all those backs on the team. Um, and he's a serviceable back. So I disagree with the notion that there's not room for all of them. There's not room for fantasy purposes for us to trust okay, any of them fair necessarily. Enough. Fair, fair enough. But it could easily be one of those eagle splits. Right. Where like, you know, Peterson likes to give. It's not a 60-40 split. It's more like a 40-40-20. Yes. You know. Which it's terrible for everyone involved. It'll be, it's not going to be great. I, I mean, personally, I'm not drafting one of them in like a redraft league above, say, round four. That's the absolute oh, earliest not. I would yeah. take any of them. But I don't. I don't have no and crystal honestly, ball. If, if, I were to, if I had to draft one of them semi-early, say like fourth round or so. Mm-hmm. I'd be out of your head. Would I you would, draft? I would probably draft Coleman just for the pass catching. I know McKinnon okay. can catch the ball, but Coleman's no one for more of the pass catching. I don't know, man. McKinnon, all he did, it seemed like, in Minnesota was catch that ball. I, I, so I think it could be a fight to the death. Well, we shall see. Them. I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't want to put any money on it. Not yet? No. Maybe later we'll 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 put a bet on it. Maybe maybe not money, but we will put some drinking yes, rights that's on right. this bet. No, I'm ex- let's not rush it. No, no, let's it's, take it's our early. time. Yeah, let's wait. Let's wait and, until uh, let's have some foreplay here yeah, before we just yeah, dive absolutely. into this. Well, let's right. just keep that in the back of our heads. Like this could be a possible uh, that's bet called here. Foreshadowing. All right, what do you got for us? Okay, but but really now that we're out of that mess and muck. Um, I would like to just highlight that David Johnson, I know he pissed a lot of people off last year when people had him. Oh, he was they, super disappointing for me. I drafted him uh, in my redraft league. Uh, I was number five overall, and I was stoked to get him at five. I know you were. And uh, yeah, so he, was, he was disappointing. Uh, it did not feel like a top 10 running back. But he was. He finished as a top 10 running back, and he was weirdly consistent in that he was consistently not good, but because so many of the other running backs either got injured or got moved out of the backfield, got traded, whatever, um, he ended up as a top 10 back. And it's like, well, you have to appreciate that, even if he didn't win you a week, necessarily. He was there. He showed up. He got his workload. He went the fuck home. I mean, he only had one week last year that was in the top 10. <laughs> That's so bizarre. You know, I mean, he had, you know, a number of weeks that were, were RB2 weeks mm. for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he was very consistent. Yeah. And he didn't really have a whole lot of weeks where, you know, he busted you and, and screwed you. He was just a low level, like consistent, but it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good, but you know it's going to feel better this year. Well, you would hope. Doesn't it have to? Cliff Klingsbury, Klingonberry. You would hope so. Dingleberry. I don't know. They got a new coach, right, who will hopefully decide that 
David Johnson is not best used just running straight up the middle yes, every play, yes. right? Maybe they'll actually branch him out a little bit, get him some more passes like he used to have. Mm-hmm. And in PPR, I think he's going to be just fine. And his draft price will be significantly lower this year. I don't know significantly. Right? I bet he doesn't go in round one of most leagues. You don't think so? I really don't. Ooh. Ooh, that's want, Is this the time? No. Okay. All right. I'm just saying that's a spicy okay. take, though. It's spicy. I'm uh, feeling spicy. I mean, uh, yeah, I think he'll be a round two guy. If I was on the turn and mm-hmm. I could get David Johnson at the 2-1, oh, I would be pumped about that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, pumped is maybe an exaggeration for me, but I, I do think he'll be much better, and I would have no problem <laughs> taking him there. All okay, right. let me get this straight. I All would right. have no problem taking him there. All right. Who, who else would you like to talk about here? Um, let's talk about Kareem Hunt. We have to. I'm just curious. What do you, what do you think? Um, yeah. We know he's suspended for eight games. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that right there obviously caps his production. Obviously, he's not going to be... He's not going to be the number 12 running back yeah. like he was last year. Yeah, he, you know, he, he, he's not going to be necessarily have a big fantasy impact this year. He could. Mm-hmm. But what do you, what are your thoughts on him moving forward? And not maybe necessarily this year, but uh-huh. for next year and beyond. Oh, I mean, if we're talking long term, it's only a matter of time. I, I fought this for a while. You and me, we fought this oh, yes. back and forth. I didn't think that he would find uh, a job this quickly. So I was surprised when the Browns actually picked him up. Um, second, I didn't think his long term outlook looked good because again i thought it was only a matter of time before he was cut from the league basically entirely you know basically blacklisted where it's like well we're not going to outright say that you can't play but basically you're going to get the kaepernick treatment and we're not going to pick you up here i mean the difference is that you know he's young and really really good he is really really good is he better than nick chubb i don't know question mark truly i don't know and i know a lot of people will probably give us shit for that because it's just like well nick chubb Played last year and he had a few well, good games. And, and, and is it fair to say that, you know, Andy Reid's system in KC just is tailored for running backs? Well, yes. I mean, do you so, remember Spencer so, Ware? So is there that part of it? Yeah, I don't know. You know, will yeah. he thrive in a different system is what I'm saying. Will he even get a chance, a full-fledged chance in the new system after this year? Here's what I think. So it's going to be eight games where he's actually going to be back right. to play. So he's suspended for the first eight, comes back. If Nick Chubb is doing Nick Chubb things which is just dominating, mm-hmm. why do you even bother with Kareem Hunt? Unless you just want to save him, you know, save his life for the playoffs. For the real life playoffs. For the real life playoffs. Yeah, not fantasy playoffs. Then sure. Um, but short of that, you know, and he could easily be the spell back. If Duke Johnson gets traded, that's going to be mm-hmm. a weird other situation. There's Absolutely. rumors about that happening. Absolutely. If that happens by the time this podcast comes out, we're sorry. We'll address it in the next one. But for now, that's still the albatross kind of hanging out. Um, that'll determine a lot, probably, about what his usage will be, Cream Hunt, mm-hmm. when he comes back. Yeah, I'm interested to see that how it all plays out. Uh, you know, honestly, I think he'll be there to spell Nick Chubb, um, just to kind of save his legs for the for the playoffs. I, think I can spell Nick Chubb. Well. N-I-C-K-C-H-U-B-B. Thank you, everybody. Good night. How many Don't people just tip your waitress? How many people just turned this off because of that joke? I'm so sorry. So I think he'll be there to spell Nick Chubb. 
Um, you know, Sabres led through the playoffs because obviously they were, you know, just a hair away from making it this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, OBJ, you know, they got high hopes. Um, you know, they should be the number one team in the AFC North, uh, which is crazy to say. But so I, I think they got their sights set very high this year. So I think once uh, Hunt comes back that he will, it won't be like a, a 50-50 split, maybe more of like a 60-40 type split just sure. to save Chubb for the playoffs. And then, in, you know, and then if you have two elite backs that can, you know, uh, run at you at will, you know, that's all the better for them real life football wise. So, yeah, again, fantasy could yeah. end up being a mess. Yeah. I don't know. I get excited and then, and then after, not excited and then about I the Browns. I think after this year, because Hunt will be an exclusive rights free agent, mm-hmm. uh, the Browns will just you know trade him to a team that just is in love with them and and uh, is willing They'll to get give them a money. ton of shit for it. They'll so, get some draft picks yeah. out of that, yeah, so. for sure. Um, one other thing I want to talk about with these running backs real quick. And again, it's not a sexy thing to talk about here, but Lamar Miller... Finished running back 23 last mm-hmm. year. Is he just the new Frank Gore? I know Frank Gore's still around. I think so. But is Lamar basically just Frank Gore? Basically. Like, he's, you don't want to draft him. He's so underrated. Yeah. So underrated. And nobody ever goes, oh, man, yeah, I got Lamar Miller. Yeah, I say, you don't, feel, you don't feel good about drafting him. Yeah. It's like, ah, fuck. I guess I'll draft him here because... Yeah. I need a running back. And, he is the band-aid in the soup of your like fantasy football draft. Now, so I gotta gotta draft him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. And you know, it's not a good feeling. But but and every year it's the same story. It's well, he probably won't be starting all sixteen. You know, they'll find somebody right. else. Absolutely. He'll get swapped out. He's and not he just gonna last. Continues he keeps to just do his thing. He keeps lasting. Absolutely. So at some point you just have to say, Okay, this is it. This is a thing now. Absolutely. Lamar Miller is a thing now. Absolutely. We all have to accept it and just move on. Yep. So I, I just wanted to say that. I agree. I would say moving forward, yeah, they got Deonta Foreman there. If he's actually healthy after the Achilles thing, I don't know. That sounds dicey. And maybe they draft somebody. Mm-hmm. But like right now, yeah, I'll take Lamar Miller. Yeah. I Like I said, I wouldn't feel good about it. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, it would be good to have him on the team. Can we do one more quick thing about these running backs? Oh, I I'm just curious. I have a question for you. Okay. If we're talking about running back committees, mm-hmm. just speaking even about the Browns thing here. Yep. So we'll rule them out because they're not a true RBBC. But out of these three committees, mm-hmm. who would you actually want somebody? Who would you want these quote unquote lead back from out of these three committees? Okay. Okay. New England. Chicago. Or Indianapolis. Ooh. Um, They've all got a lot of bodies. Do. I... Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a toss-up between Indy and New England. Um, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to lean New England. So you would rather have Sony Michelle over Marla Mack? In the short term, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think... You're not worried necessarily... Hey, and to be fair, well, before well, I say this, they both are not um, known for their pass catching. Right. Really, neither of them are. And they both have designated pass catchers on their teams. Mm-hmm. James White for New England, as well as um, uh, Naeem Hines for Indy. But you're not worried about that, Michelle, necessarily. No. Okay. You're not worried about Bellatrix? No. I mean, let's be honest. Sony Michelle was hurt a good chunk of the season last year. 
and then he was trying to play catch up. Marlon Mack didn't play all 16 either. True. But he was trying to play catch up. And then look what he did in the playoffs. Like when they started to lean on him. And I think oh, he was dominant. And I think Brady's going to keep He's crushing fools. So, I mean, it's just stars pointing up for him. Maybe Gronk gone. They got to figure out a different kind of style yeah, to play. I mean, I there's know. that. And, you know, it's I interesting. Think of that. So. Um, well, you're welcome. Not, not that I hate Marlon Mack. I think he's going to be a great pick this year. I'd love to have him, but um, eh, you know, between the two, yeah, that's I where I go. Fully agree with you. By the way, I was just very curious. I just sold Marlon Mack in my uh, dynasty league. I didn't want him. I he was on an orphan team that I picked up. I knew right away I didn't want him. I was just trying to figure out what I could actually get for him. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting AJ Green for him, and I'm very happy with that. I, so, I would be happy with that as well. Yes. Speaking of AJ Green, some wide receiver time. Yes, let's do it. Sweet. So, I don't know. This is the more I look at this list from last year and who is in the top 12, it could be so much in flux. Can I just list some of the names in the top 12 that I do not believe will be in the top 12 this coming year? Oh, so these are not going to be in your top 12. I, I don't believe these All guys right. will. Here, let me just list the guys real quick who were in there. So, it's DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill question mark julio jones antonio brown michael thomas adam thielen juju mike evans stefan diggs robert woods keenan allen so that's the top 12 that we had mm-hmm. i think maybe half of those guys repeat this year it wouldn't be out of the question i mean you've yeah. got some great i mean the, the wide receivers are so deep right now with the so talent. deep it's just it's me ridiculous. So deep. it's just ridiculous uh, and you got a lot of young guys that have a lot of hype, you know, that people are expecting to take a step forward. Well, if they do take that step forward, obviously it's going to knock people out of the top 12. That's exactly you right. Know. Somebody's got to come. Somebody's got to go. You know. Odell, first of all, didn't obviously. list his name in there. Yeah. He wasn't. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is always a fringe guy. Yes. He can step up at any time. Um, I know that Amari Cooper, truthers, again, they want it. And I would make a. I think I could make a compelling case that he could be a top twelve guy easily. The aforementioned uh, AJ Green. Exactly, and he missed basically most of the year. And you got Cooper. He could be Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper. Yes, honestly, both, both Coopers. I could see both of them. Really, any of the Rams receivers. Yes, could be in and out of it. Yes, yeah. You know, Kenny Galladay has a chance. Uh, I think he has a chance. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so there's so many wide receivers that, yeah, um, half of them dropping out, you know, but it's pick your poison. Like, how do you yeah. select any of those players to be out of the top 10? Well, I, I mean, just 12, based you know, off of the information that we have right now, here are the guys that I would say, you get the stanky boot. Okay, it's Tyreek Hill because, sure, he hasn't been suspended Nothing's really happened yet right. from the story. Nothing. But it's out there, and we know how easy it can happen where even if the guy isn't convicted of anything, good old Goodell right. says, yes. well, we're still going to sit you a few games. Hello, Zeke. Right? Adrian Peterson went through mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Yep. And it's always this. It's always hanging out. Like, yes. it could happen at any time. The axe could drop. So Tyreek Hill, big question mark. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, I know a lot of people think could fall out. I think he'll be very close but I don't know that he'll Very be like well a top to. five. He could be mm-hmm. wide receiver 13. Yeah, absolutely. Could easily happen. Absolutely. Um, Adam Thielen, I just don't trust that offense enough. Same with Stephon Diggs. I'm going to say right now he's not going to be in the top 12. Ooh. Just laying it on the line. Yep. Yeah. How about Diggs? How about his pay- compatriot there in uh, I like Minnesota? Diggs better than 
better than Thielen. Why? I don't know. I just I like the talent better. Um, is I, it just the name? Stefan Diggs is such a cool name. I have Diggs as my number eight projected wide receiver. Wow. And I've got Thielen as number 15. If yeah, that in, tells you anything. In my heart, I think I would agree with that. So, And in my in my giblets, I think I agree with the two. You know, from really from everywhere, from my second, chest down, I agree with well, that. Well, the assessment. second half of Thielen's season was garbage. Most of that production yeah. came in the first eight games. The second eight games was garbage. And it's so weird because there's no big link that says why that was. Like I, I Except they got a new offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Where they decided to be a little bit more run heavy. But it did not impact Diggs the same way. It just didn't. Diggs still got he's his. he's the superior receiver. That's fair. And that's he's fair. been paid. Well, that's also true. So. Sure. They want to keep maybe just keep their yes. guy happy more than anything? I don't know. I just... You know, I just think he's the better receiver. So I also have my doubts about Juju. I won't go into it super long now. We can mm-hmm. save that for a future episode. Yeah, absolutely. I do have my uh, issues with that. Same here. Okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about with these guys? You know what? Actually, I'm going to preemptively say this. There is one guy who I know will probably drop off this list that I'm very sad. Like, I think he'll drop out of uh, wide receiver three contention. Okay. And I... I don't like it. I'm not happy about it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's time that we wave goodbye to Larry Fitzgerald. You think so? Yeah, I really do. I, I know it was a bad offense last year. I get it. But even watching him, the dude just looked tired mm-hmm. last year. And it's such a... Bu- I have uh, great memories of Larry Fitzgerald. I also have terrible memories of him. Like, for instance... The Packers wild card. Yeah, maybe this is a moment to note that we are both very big Packers homers. Oh, absolutely. I'm unapologetic. Yeah, fuck you guys. We love the Packers. (laughs) But, uh, and he destroyed them in the, uh, was it the NFC game or is it the wild card? I think it was a wild card game. Destroyed them. And even though I have those memories of him, the guy is so fucking awesome. He's awesome. Um, And I don't like that that's probably the case. I really don't think that he gets... He's definitely not getting back into wide receiver two territory for me. And I actually I think he'd have be him projected as wide receiver 36. So, Ooh, so right, right, on right the at the very edge of the wide receiver three. So, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm right there with you. Perfect. Um, not very high on him, yeah. you know, moving forward. I'm sorry, Larry. You are a legend. You are. But on to tight ends. Do we have to? You know you want to talk some tight ends. Oh. But These are the tightest ends. It hurts too. <laughs> I know, but we're doing this for a greater cause. All right. All right. Yeah. Pour yourself some more I fluid. Will. You'll get through this. We'll get through this together. It, it deserves a second beer to talk about <laughs> these guys. <laughs> well, not these first guys. These first guys, I'm actually very excited about. Well, yeah, the top three are pretty right? much locked and loaded. Yeah. Nothing to talk about. You today. got your Travis Kelsey. You got your Zach Ertz. You got your George Kittle. I don't see a lot moving either way no. for any of them. No, no. Right? I think those are locked and loaded. Yeah. Who who do you see as this year's breakout, the George Kittle of this class, that's going to take that next step? Maybe not get right into that stratosphere, but uh-huh. maybe like right below it. Who's So who is hovering around that area? Yeah. Where it's like at any moment they could break out. Uh, well, for me, it's, it, it's not a breakout. It's a re-breakout, and it's Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram finished tight end 13 last mm-hmm. year. He did that with a healthy OBJ there. For part of the season. 
most, most of, of the most season. Of most of the season. He missed fewer games last year than he did the year prior. He, uh, he kind of broke out his his uh, freshman season. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Rookie season, freshman. <laughs> Dumb. We were right there with you. Don't. All worry. right. Perfect. But he kind of broke out and then he faded back and then everybody kind of forgot about him a little bit. OBJ is gone. His splits with and without Odell there are ridiculous. Oh, it's bonkers. I, I think it's something I don't have it exactly in front of me because I'm not prepared for this. I'm drinking. He, I basically finished uh, on average without Odell about 10 fantasy points higher than he did with Odell. So there you yeah, go. And he finished just at 13. So he easily slots into my top six, top five. Um, it'll depend on what they do in the draft, I guess, a little bit. But mm-hmm. with old man Eli there, he's got to get those short passes. Nevin Ingram can suck him up. All right, fair enough. Who do you who would you, who would you think? Who's who would be your kittle? Oh, it's so hard to say. You uh, just hate looking at these names because tight do. ends are the worst thing to I talk do. about. I do. I just I don't believe in in pretty much any of them outside the top top three or so. No, you're not. Um, you're not a believer in Vance, Vance McDonald. Not up into that stratosphere. Vance no. McDonald's hamburgers. No. Um, okay. Well, I think he'll finish better than the number 10 this year. I mean, he won't be in that, you know, dominant tight end, week-to-week, solid fantasy starter. You know, game changer. Okay. Um, if I had to put my uh, flag in the sand. Um, Don't do that. There's kids around. That's a penis joke. I got it. Okay, cool. Um, Go on. I guess I will say, I don't like any of these. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can't even say a name. You know, I I know the hype was real last year and it was big. Mm -hmm. I think Trey Burton. I think he could take the next step. Of all the poopy names on this list. I know. Like I said, I didn't like it. I think that was one of the worst. I had to. Uh, I kind of He finished his number eight last year. Um but let's be honest, when we say where these guys outside the top five finished, it really doesn't matter, does it? No. I mean, really, they it, all could have finished number really 80, doesn't. and yeah. that would have felt more appropriate for these guys. Uh, what do you think about O.J. Howard? I'm Sophomore I... season? Sophomore True. breakout? Well, I mean, he was hurt part of the year last year, mm-hmm. um, and they do have Cameron Break there. Yeah. <laughs> And He's Bruce, barely Bruce there. Arians typically doesn't like to target tight ends in his offense either. So that gives me a little bit of concern as well. Okay. Uh, again, this is all predicated on that Tampa Bay um, improves their offensive line so Jameis doesn't have to run for his life and then, you know, maybe dump it off to the tight end. So it's, Sure. And I appreciate what you're saying about Bruce Arians' history, but I, I prefer Jameis Winston's history. And Jameis loves himself some tight ends he does i think the only guy who loves tight ends more than Jameis winston is andrew luck yes which is great so yeah andrew has the tightest of ends but Jameis's ends are almost as tight <laughs> and when it was cameron Bray, he loved cameron Bray, and cameron Bray was a top guy and now that oj howard is there it seems like he's basically just supplanted him but i don't think cameron Bray's really a factor not really you know so I mean, it's it's I don't know it's it's hard to say. 
It's interesting. Okay, one guy that I want to bring up, and I want your thoughts on this specifically. Okay. We thought about talking about this for you listeners. We thought about talking this before we went on the air. Um, I wanted to savor this moment and talk about it when we were loaded and ready to go here. Uh, what do you think about Eric Ebron this year, guy? Oh, God, let me tell you, I have some Eric Ebron love. Uh, he's on my dynasty team, so I mean, I'm a little partial that way uh-huh. uh, because he had such a great season last year. Um, I I think he's the you real love deal. Him. You I, love him. I do. I think he is the real deal. Um, I have him dropping down to the number five tight end this year in my projections. Um Big, big jump or big drop from I know, four to five. I know. Um, so, yeah, I think he's the real deal. I think uh, he finally has an offense that knows how to use him, a quarterback that will look for him as opposed, as opposed to uh, Stafford that just never looks for his tight ends. He doesn't know they exist, apparently. Uh, what? What's your tight end? Huh? Yes. And, you know, and, and I know there's – you know, concern with the addition Devin Funches. You know, I'm, I know there's concern with that. Um, and Jack Doyle's coming back. Jack Jack Doyle's he, back. He's a non-factor. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think he's the real deal. I want to believe. <laughs> you can continue believing. I'll be honest. I think I have him outside of my top ten <laughs> going into this year. Oh. <laughs> no, no joke. No joke. I can easily think of ten guys that I think will perform better than Eric Ebron this year. Really? Year. Yeah. No, oh. no doubt in my mind. Oof. That breaks my heart. I, I'm sorry to do it to you like this on air, but I actually I really wanted to. It's I like wanted to pour the right salt. The taint. I did. <laughs> I got I get an uppercut. I get up. I get under, and I deliver those knucks. I deliver those knucks to your taint. I mean, believe um, me, I'm, I'm expecting uh, regression in the touchdowns, absolutely. But I think he's going to be more involved in the actual passing game and have more receptions and more yards. Oh man, so. there's so many people there. It's a busy offense. It, it is. is just a busy but offense. But they are a dynamic offense. So, well, can't fault you there. You want to take? You want to take a bet on this? That I'm saying outside top ten, and I will stick to that. You have him top five. I'm not even going to say he's outside top five because that would be a lazy man's bet. And I don't do lazy man's bets. I do real bets. I will say Eric Ebron finishes outside of the top ten. Oh, he and that's I, not I even an injury. If it's an injury, obviously, obviously that's a different situation. Obviously. Null and void. We're we're assuming sixteen games. Sixteen or close to six. Let's say between fourteen to sixteen. Okay. Right. Okay. He will be top ten. I will take that bet. Done. It's our first drinking bet. Done. Cheers. Cheers to that. Here's to our right. first bet of the season. All right. I like it. That's how you go out. That's how you Costanza. All right. So um, I guess one more quick who do you think performs better question. I like it. Uh, Carolina, Greg Olson or Ian Thomas? Oh, it's Ian Thomas. You think so? Yeah, it's his time. I appreciate that Greg Olson decided to, you know, forego his broadcasting career for the sake of Cam Newton. I, even when Greg Olson was playing, he wasn't effective. He he wasn't being looked at the same way. Um, you know, it was like Cam Newton ran into a, an old high school girlfriend, but he had his new new fling on his arm mm-hmm. in CMC. And he's like, well, I got Christian McCaffrey here. He's basically doing everything that you were doing, but a lot better and a lot more. You know, he does the, he does the dirty things that you didn't want to do. <laughs> and uh, so I'm good. I'm good. I think Greg Olson is, is done so. 
Well, you know, they finished literally right next to each other in the projections at number 24 and 25 with Ian Thomas just just above him. Good, good. So He's just teabagging him a little bit. Uh, and granted, their time was, was split throughout the season with Olsen being out, coming back, yada, yada. You know he's going to get injured again. There is a That's what he does. That, so. That's what he does. It's, it's the Jordan Reed syndrome. Yeah. He'll be fine if he plays... We'll have a couple big games, but yeah. that's about it. He'll score like he'll probably have like a three touchdown game, <laughs> and then he'll just drop off and nice. go to sleep. Go to All sleep, right. Greg Olson. All right. Anything else you want to talk about here? I just want to talk about how thrilled I am that we got through that entire episode um, without uh, using the phrase "donkey dick." Ah, no, yeah. you did it. You jinxed us. Damn it. I was trying to be so much better about that. No, but seriously, I, I'm just excited that we got one in the books here. Yes, absolutely. Same here. Pretty great. That's been a long time coming. It has. So for those of you, since you made it all the way to the end of this, and if you tolerated all of that, I can only imagine that you will tolerate this too. Is <laughs> We started this podcast um, last year for just our redraft league, just our home league. We wanted to do a little little something-something for yeah. the guys. Raz the other uh, members of our league. Have some fun right. with it. So we wanted yeah. to put that together for them, and then we thought, well, we can talk to more than just those knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. We can get this on a wider thing. So very cool that we're doing this now, legit. Um, if you guys liked this, please subscribe. If you liked our vibe, yes, please yes. subscribe. Yes, please subscribe. Um, you know, uh, you can find us on iTunes to start with. You yep. know, we'll be expanding to all the other. Uh, uh, podcast platforms. We might get uh, fancier with enough. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, find us on iTunes. Give us a rate and review. Yep. Uh, our also, website is drinkingandtalkingff.com. So um, come check out our website. Um, we will be launching a Patreon page here soon. That's right. With uh, some added bonus material. Some extra fun. Some extra funions. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Our uh, account is at Drinking Fantasy. Right. Um, so subscribe to that. Follow us for all the uh, juicy little uh, tidbits. That's right. If you have a question, hit us up at that Twitter, uh, hashtag DTFF. Yes, yes. Be sure to use the hashtag DTFF uh, whenever you're talking fantasy football. Um, we'll follow it. We'll comment on it. That's right. Uh, we especially want to hear about your drunk trades as they yes, happen. Yes, Nothing would bring me more joy. Oh, uh, And we know we all do them. So. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> been there. <laughs> But that's uh, that's all I want to say, man. Anything right. else? No, I don't think I have anything else. Um, as I said at the start, um, I am Dustin Lunt. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog on Twitter. And I am Jake Trowbridge, and you can find me at the appropriately named handle at Jake Trowbridge. Oh, very clever. Yeah, I thought so. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers, FFers. Oh, yeah.